Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. It's time for the High Altitude Mentorship Show with J.T. DeVolt. J.T. is an international success coach, inspirational speaker, and award-winning author of Flight Plan to Success. J.T. worked his way up through the ranks from enlisted aircraft mechanic to combat-decorated naval aviator. And he's here to give you the success strategies for better focus, clarity, and mental toughness to accomplish your missions in business and life. And now, here's your host, J.T. DeBolt. Hello, my friends. JT DeBolt with you today for the High Altitude Mentorship Show. Great to be with you on a Wednesday. That means it's time to come together and talk about leadership, entrepreneurship, and living the high-performance, high-altitude life. And as always, the High Altitude Mentorship Show is brought to you by FlyWithJT.com. That is FlyWithJT.com, where you can download a complimentary copy of my award-winning book, Flight Plan to Success, and stay connected to everything we're doing here in the high-altitude community. Lots of cool stuff coming down the road. Always a privilege and an honor to spend some time with you and looking forward to talking about today's topic. You know, here on this podcast, we talk a lot about not just elevating your performance, but we talk about success in general. And you've likely heard me say more than once, (laughs) probably at least once a week, that success is a team sport. And every high-performing leader knows this depending on the scale of the success you are working toward, you're going to need a team to help you get where you're going. If you've got massive success that you're pointing at, you're going to need a bigger team. Even if it's just your thing, you're starting off, you've got your own uh, you know, so, sort of solopreneur project, you're still going to need a team behind you. One of the greatest misconceptions about success, whether it's in business, sports, life, is that that warrior, that hero, can go on at their own go out there and strike it out on their own and and make it happen. And it's just simply not true. You can look at all kinds of evidence around us. You look at somebody like Michael Jordan. Obviously, he played on a team. He had coaches. He had trainers. He had support staff. You look at uh, Richard Branson, Sarah Blakely, who started Spanx. All of these amazing people had a team behind them, people that were there with them, people that not only shared their vision but took ownership of that vision and helped them go to the next level. High-performance teams need high-performance leaders and vice versa. That's the most important thing we have to remember is it's an it's a ecosystem, if you will, a community built on success. And the better the leaders can, can create that purpose-driven team, the more they can create a purpose-driven organization. Now, I love doing this work with my clients and developing autonomous leadership that lives and breathes the organization's vision and ethos. To me, that's exciting stuff. To help an organization expand and grow, become the best versions of themselves they can. And it's not through just the, 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 the group itself. It's through the individual people that are part of that team. And again, the team could be two people, or it could be 2,000 people. It doesn't matter. 
the idea is that when we're all marching in lockstep from the top down, everybody's on the same page of music, we're marching toward that mission accomplishment. That is purpose-driven leadership. You can see it in high-performing companies all over the place, whether it's Virgin or Alaska Airlines, Boeing, Nike. There's lots of examples of this. You can even see it in some of the smaller organizations. Even communities have a sense of purpose-driven leadership. If you see strong communities that have you know, uh, you know, great leadership, you'll see it. You'll see people who come together and genuinely enjoy being around each other. Sometimes you see this in small organizations like sports teams or, or you know, things like this where it's not necessarily a business or a corporation, but it is definitely a team that works together and they have the same ethos, the same vision, and they're following the direction of the leadership, not just the one person. We're not just talking about the CEO or the president of the company or the, uh, you know, the main boss. We're not talking about just that. What we are talking about, however, is a culture that's based on this sense of purpose-driven leadership. Let's talk about that for a moment. For an organization to be purpose-driven, it does take a culture. We build a culture based on you know, the, the, the values and the vision that we have. And it's not just one person. Although a founder or a co-founder, they can come together and they can create that unified vision. But it does start with a culture where we, where we formulate a relationship. Isn't that interesting? If you think of the word culture, and you might think of you know, a foreign land or a, or a country, and they have different cultures throughout the world. Well, that culture is a way of behaving and believing and thinking and conducting daily business together. And isn't it interesting that, that can say, the same thing can apply to an organization? We can create a culture within the organization. Great companies like Zappos are famous for the culture they've created, not just because the culture's fun and it's hip and it's, it's one of those things where people feel included, but it's also the kind of culture where a person can feel an identity to it. They can connect to it. Now it's not just a job. They're not just punching a clock. They're not just picking up a paycheck. They're actually part of something bigger than themselves. That culture, that message that is effervescing from the leadership and flows throughout each member of the organization is so critically important. Recently, I was studying a leadership challenge in a company that is pretty well known, and I was thinking to myself, you know, what would I do differently? Or what might I advise a company like this on to help them move past this challenge? And there were a couple things that came up, some things that I want to share with you today, but understand this the things that we're talking about today go beyond just a large-scale corporation. This can work for a small group. It could work for a team of any size. really could work for even a solopreneur. So I want you to think about some of the things that we discussed today and figure out how they apply to you and your business and your mission. The first step to developing purpose-driven leadership is to think like Rolls-Royce. Now, I don't know if you've ever had this experience. It's pretty cool, actually. If you ever go into a dealership that, that sells Rolls-Royce cars, the dealership in and of itself is automatically built to create engagement. When you first walk in the door, if you're going to buy a Rolls-Royce, you're going to order one, they have all these different palettes of paint, that you, you know, paint colors that you can select. And they have these little, I guess they're like tiles, for lack of a better description. But the tiles, each tile is painted a different color. And they must have four or five different versions of the color black and red and blue. 
they must have four or five different colors, you know, versions of the color green. They have several different versions of the color white. And you'd think just a primary color like red or blue or white or, you know, black would be something pretty much straightforward. But when you sit down and you're with this concierge, for lack of a better term, the salesperson, they're guiding you through the process by which you can actually customize your Rolls Royce. And what's interesting about this is, is that they're not starting off with the vision of selling you a car. They're selling you an experience. As purpose-driven leaders, we have to start with a vision of something grander than just our own agenda. As a leader, it's not just about selling somebody on an idea to get them to do what we want them to do. It's about articulating it so that they feel it. Not only feel it, but see themselves in it. This encourages ownership. And isn't it interesting? You don't see people out there, there's not, there's not a whole lot of advertising for Rolls-Royce. They don't put it in magazines, they don't put it on television, they don't run any kind of you know, print ads or Facebook ads to sell Rolls-Royce. Rolls-Royce pretty much sells itself, but the person comes in buying something and they will probably drive away with something slightly different than what they came in, from, they came in for. They may be thinking to, myself, to themselves, hey, I'd like to buy a uh, black... Uh, you know, ghost or whatever, uh, you know, uh, phantom. And they go in to buy this particular car and it might come out looking completely different or slightly different than their initial vision. Why? Because that person, that salesperson, has begun with a vision of something grander than just them selling a car to this person that walked through the door. It's not just about selling units, moving units out the door with the Rolls Royce. It's about selling that person on the vision of what's possible when they own the car. So it encourages ownership for sure in the literal sense, but it also creates a bond between the customer and the product. The same goes for leadership. Purpose-driven leadership is not just about getting people to build widgets. It's not just about creating more productivity in the workplace. It's not just about getting people to, to do their job or get back to work. It's about having a person say, this is part of what I do on, on planet Earth. A large portion of my life is dedicated to being a part of this organization, so therefore it has to be important to me beyond just the, you know, the, the, the tangible, tactical getting a paycheck from it, trading time for dollars. Purpose-driven leadership is about having somebody buy in to the vision of the organization, the vision of the leader, and to articulate it in such a way that they feel it that they get a sense that there's something bigger, something better going on than just showing up every day for a job. That's big. Now, the other part about purpose-driven leadership is we realize our primary function is not just to satisfy the stakeholders. It's not just about making uh, you know, the stockholders happy. It's not just about making the bottom line grow. That's an all-important stuff. But in order to really build the kind of culture in an organization that's strong, that brings in those big returns and makes the stockholders happy, is to grow other leaders. When we grow leaders from the top down, and when we grow leaders from the bottom up, what happens is now we have an entire organization of people that feel that sense of leadership. They see themselves as leaders. They may not have to make the big, tough decisions. They may not get paid the big bucks to drive the company vision forward, but they have a sense of ownership that comes through that leadership training. This means we provide continual training, open doors for them, and leadership opportunities, challenges, things that make them better. 
Now, I share this from a place of experience. When I was coming up through the United States Navy, I flew the P-3 Orion, which is a surveillance and reconnaissance platform primarily used to, to hunt submarines. And the way the aircraft is built is it's probably about the size of a 737. So if you've ever flown uh, you know, a commercial airline, you've got a sense for about the size of a P-3. This is a four-engine turboprop aircraft. I think it was probably designed in the 50s or 60s, and it's been operational. It's just now starting to see the, the twilight of its career as it's taken over by the 737, the P-8 Poseidon. But anyway, the P-3 Orion is very interesting because the primary function of this aircraft was to track submarines and also to serve as a surveillance and reconnaissance platform. And so to that end, there's a lot of sensors and a lot of equipment on board the aircraft that requires a crew bigger than just the pilot and co-pilot. So you typically had a crew of anywhere from you know, 8 to 12 people depending on the mission. And part of that 8-person or 12-person crew was to have three pilots. Now, there's only two actual seats on the aircraft that could be controlled by the pilot, so you might wonder, why do you have three pilots? Well, the third pilot is really meant to kind of be in a role of being mentored, groomed, taught not just how to fly the airplane, because you already come in from flight school pretty well equipped to fly airplanes. But now what you're learning is the culture of the P-3 Orion. You're learning how to interact with 12 people. You're learning how to drive the mission. You're learning how to take in tons of information all at once and manage assets and, and keep the aircraft not just flying safe and, and upright, but also to use it as effectively as you can as a warfighting platform. What's very interesting to me and something that means a lot to me is I was fortunate enough to serve with pilots uh, that, uh, that were awesome at training leadership. I'll never forget this. I, I had the privilege of flying under a guy by the name of John Verniest, who's now uh, a test pilot with Boeing. But uh, John, callsign Bart, was awesome at, at elevating his junior pilots. So he was pushing me constantly, challenging me, held me to very high standards. There were times where I thought, man, this guy's, you know, he's like a drill instructor sometimes to fly with. But he was not doing it to advance his own agenda. Basically, he got nothing out of me moving up through the ranks other than, hey, you know, you're a great leader that, that, uh, that trains other leaders. And that's a feather in his cap for sure. But really, he had an authentic, true desire to help me become a better pilot, to become a better officer, to become a better leader. And it's something that to this day I still look back on as a hallmark for purpose-driven leadership. Somebody who had a, an authentic desire to train and develop other leaders. It's very rare. And it's something that is exciting, but it's also, uh, it could be humbling to be around somebody like that. Because you think, wow, you know, this person really genuinely cares not just about me as a leader and me as a, as a member of this organization, but they care about me as a, as a human being. Good, strong leaders develop other leaders, and they lead the person, not the position. So it's not just about somebody who works in the mailroom or somebody who works in accounting. It's about a human being that has a specific role in the company and seeing them as a human being with a life outside the organization and understanding that what we do on a daily basis for that 8 to 12 hours or more is impactful to the rest of their life, including to their family, including to their friends, including to their social networks that they are a part of. I mean, imagine if they leave the office feeling more like a leader. Imagine if they leave the organization or the group feeling like more of a contributor. They're going to want to bring more of that and talk more about that and share more about that in the world. As an entrepreneur, you know, if, you've got a, if you're a one-person show or a two-person show, the more you have a sense of purpose-driven leadership, the more people are going to want to come to you and do business with you, buy your products and services. 
the more investors are going to want to you know, put money into your enterprise. And so to have that sense that you're growing leaders, people want to be around that. They have a sense that there's some value to that. They want a piece of that. They want to drink that stuff in and let it go into every single part of their body. And so it's extremely important to grow leaders. Now, another aspect to purpose-driven leadership is to invest in your people instead of just investing in profits, right? So it's, it's, we're trying to grow people, not just profits here. And it's a little bit about what I was talking about just a moment ago, but, you know, it's, it's more than just saying, hey, we're going to develop leaders, yeah, I know that sparkling new office space feel, feeds the ego. You know, it could be really exciting to to get the new stuff, the new gadget, the new gizmo. But consider also the value in investing in your people. If you take some of the profits off your company and you reinvest it, reinvest it back into your people, not just to buy them stuff, but to help them feel valued, to help them feel empowered, those are the kinds of things that go way, way beyond just that initial investment that you make. The return on that investment can be huge. When you fuel those who make it happen every single day, that's the difference maker. Yeah, the beautiful building or the new car or whatever it is might look great. It might feel good to the, to the business leader. But when we reinvest back into our people, man, it makes a huge shift, makes a, a tremendous difference in their life. And by the way, as an entrepreneur, you can do this as well. Sometimes it's about, you know, giving back to those people who have done a great job for you, giving them that little extra kick or that little extra bonus or referral fee or whatever it looks like. But it's not just about money. It's not just about the monetary side. Sometimes it's just about a phone call as opposed to an email or a text. Hey, I just want to say thanks a lot for the hard work you did on my website. I want to thank you so much for taking great care of my customers when you were closing those sales for me. Or I want to thank you so much for doing a dynamic job on our, on our sales page. It looks amazing. It's converting like crazy. And until we met you, you know, we didn't experience the kind of results we're getting from you. That kind of stuff goes a long way. It's not just about paying somebody what they're asking for. It's about demonstrating to them that their value is far beyond the monetary. It's about more than just the transactional exchange of money for services. Now it's about building relationships. To that end... Another part of purpose-driven leadership goes back again to my aviation days. There was something that our commanding officers and executive officers always encouraged us to do, and that was to walk the deck plates. What that meant was go down in the workspaces of the people that were actually turning wrenches on the aircraft and thank them or get to know them, get to understand kind of what's making them tick. What is their why? Why are they here? What is it about this organization that they care about? What is it about this organization that drives them freaking nuts? And be willing to listen to that from a place of objectivity where we put the ego aside, take the rank off the shoulder a little bit and say, okay, you know, what is it that is, is fueling you? What is it that fires you up about this? What is it about this organization? What is it about the way we do business? What is it the way, the way we conduct ourselves on a daily basis that you would change if you were the CEO for a day? To entrepreneurs, you can ask this of your clients and customers. Now, I have to tell you straight up, you've got to be careful with this thing. I've seen entrepreneurs go way off the deep end with this. They start asking their customers and client base what it is they want them to provide. And a customer and a client oftentimes doesn't know that. Sometimes they come to you because they're, so, they're seeking that. And if you're stout in what you believe in, if, you, if your values, your vision, your mission, and your why are all very obvious, then you're going to naturally be attracting people and the products and the services you provide are going to answer what they're looking for. But it doesn't hurt occasionally to say, hey, what is it you need? 
What can we do more of to help you get more of what you want? Very important to walk the deck plates and get to know the people you're here to serve. As purpose-driven leaders, we're here to serve our teams. We're here to serve the, the, the folks that help us turn the wheel every single day. But it's also important to ask this of the people that come to us for our services, our products, and for what we provide to the world. Most important thing when it comes to purpose-driven leadership is authenticity. Because here's a little hint. People know. They know when we're not being authentic. They can see through it. They can tell when we have fear. They can tell when we have trepidation. And sometimes it's important to share that. Hey, guys, you know, listen, we're going through a tough time right now. And I don't have all the answers. But I know this. I believe in us. I believe in this team. And I believe in our ability to find those answers and solutions together. So I want you to be patient. I want you to believe not just in me, but I want you to believe in us. I want you to believe in yourselves. And I want you to feel the ability, the freedom, and the, and, and the, and the open door to come talk to us and give us what you believe we can do to make this a better ride. That level of authenticity goes a very long way. Now, it may not be appropriate at all levels. It may not even be appropriate for all organizations. But the idea of bringing more authenticity into an organization is huge, and it's extremely important. It's a key aspect to purpose-driven leadership. The question you have to ask yourself is how can we as leaders in our organization, or even if it's just you as a solopreneur, how can you bring more purpose-driven leadership through authenticity? How can you be more authentic through your messaging? How can you be more authentic through the delivery of the product or service that you provide? Authenticity is huge, and it's a key concept, or a key aspect, rather, to purpose-driven leadership. One last thing I'm going to offer, and it's kind of, I guess, a bonus tip. But I remember being told this very early in my, uh, in my career as an aviator and as an officer. And that was to complain up the chain of command. Now, you may be saying to yourself, what does this have to do with purpose-driven leadership? Remember, the idea here is we're looking to create organizations and followings of people who are in lockstep with our vision, who have a sense of, of really wanting to be a part of what we do. And it's hard to be a part of something that the leader is complaining about. It's very difficult to have trust and belief in something when the leader is complaining down to everybody else. Now, if you're the CEO or the president of a company, you've got to turn to somebody that you can trust, a mentor, whomever that might be, so that you're not complaining down the chain of command. The same goes for a solopreneur. Isn't it amazing that somebody who's running an organization that has two or three or a handful of people has a lot of the same challenges as somebody who's running a multinational conglomerate? It's very true. Success leaves clues, and success has a lot of the same ingredients regardless of what the recipe ends up coming out. It doesn't matter if you're building widgets or you're serving people uh, virtually. The idea here is pretty much the same. Purpose-driven leadership is about, number one, creating that vision of something bigger than the leader's agenda, articulating it so that others feel it and see themselves as being a part of it. It's about growing other leaders, providing continual training for sure, but also opening doors for them to grow and realizing that as we open those doors for them, we create stronger leaders, people that are going to naturally have our six they're going to fly in our formation because they want to be there. They feel valued. They know that it's more than just about a paycheck for them. It's about growth. It's about contribution. It's about being part of something bigger. It means being able to walk the deck plates and getting to know our people, make the investment in them with our time, our concern, our care, being authentic and sometimes being vulnerable, but knowing that it's not about complaining. It's not about giving them something that's false hope 
or creating anxiety in them. It's about showing them that we're human, that we care about something more than just the bottom line. It's not just about the sale. It's not just about the stock price. It's about the organization, the health of the organization. And the organization is comprised of all of us, you, me, all of us. And when we work together, we develop, develop not just purpose-driven leadership, but purpose-driven organizations. My friends, this show is a wrap. It's my privilege to come at you here on the High Altitude Mentorship Show each and every single Wednesday. Get yourself over to flywithjt.com, download a complimentary copy of Flight Plan to Success, and remember, no matter what course you fly in life, fly high, fly fast, and fly far. We'll talk to you next week. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.